Believe in said the ACC is back. Hello, everyone, with Jay Graham. I'm David Gascon. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Jay, the New Year's right around the corner, but bowl season continues to forge John, Not a lot of promising starts for a couple of ACC clubs, but one team off the field made a big splash in Duke, acquiring Malik Murphy. I don't want to say via free agency, but the transfer portal obviously makes certain things happen. Murphy goes from Texas and a potential national champion enters the transfer portal. And now he's a Duke blue devil. That was odd because that's, that's what I was worried about with Manny Diaz. I'm like, you know, he's a defensive guy. Can he get quarterbacks? I know he can recruit. He did a phenomenal job at Miami. That was one of the better jobs, you know, and he going to put the staff together that can recruit and go get him. But the start off like that with a quarterback like Miles Murphy, I mean, that makes a difference right there. Big boy, they can throw the ball. He make all the throws. Going to Duke, man. You know, it's it, it's basketball season, but we getting quarterbacks, man. You know what I'm saying? You notice I said we, right? We getting quarterbacks, man. It's, it's some good stuff for for a Duke fan. But um, pretty good. You know, a great start for for Duke fo football program, and that future's bright over there for the Blue Devils. Yeah, it's it's wild. I, I'm not going to age myself too much, but admittedly, I actually covered Malik Murphy back in the day when he played at, at Sarah High School in Gardena, California. Nice. And I'll be frank with you, Jay. I, I didn't think I didn't think that he would live up to anything at Texas, not because right. of the program itself. I just didn't think that he was a great passer coming out of high school. He was yeah. a slasher. He was a guy that could run the football. And, of course, you know in the game of high school – you get one or two guys that can just torch an entire defense and they'll light right. people up for five, six, seven touchdowns a game. But it was great to see how he competed, not only with Quinn Ewers, but obviously Manning as well. Had a good camp during the summertime. And it was, I don't want to say humbling, but it was good to know that everyone kind of trusted him when Ewers went down with an injury, came in, played admirably well. And then all of a sudden the transfer portal comes and he had the entire support of that football team to go and chase reps and game experience, despite the fact that Texas has a, a chance to win the national title here in a couple of weeks. And so you got to know it's a bitter pill for him to swallow. But nevertheless, like I just said, the dude needs reps. He needs to play. And he goes to the ACC, which I feel like in this instance, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it feels like. Thomas Castellanos from Boston College is here, but now you bring in Malik Murphy, and he's exactly what Castellanos needs to be, but Murphy can be that dual-threat guy. You know, I think back, on, and, and I remember, like, seeing him. I, I, you know, I thought he was from Texas. You corrected me on that. But, you know, it, it means, like, you've talked about his strong motion and all those things. Do you think, you know, there's about 10 coaches, I think, in this country. You know, uh, in college football, big time college football. This is my opinion that can really change a guy coming in and, and kind of form quarterbacks, form them into NFL type quarterbacks. I think Sarkeesian's one of those guys. And, you know, I think a high, Josh Hype is one of those guys, you know, and you look around the, the, the whole, uh, you know, the landscape of college football. And if I'm one of those quarterbacks and I can run, I could do these things, but I want to be a pocket passer and become an NFL quarterback, you know, I need to look at one of these places. That's why these quarterbacks are going these places and go, I can develop and, and I don't want to sit, I may sit on a bench, but if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it at, at Texas where I develop and become an NFL guy. 
And then I can, you know, go on and, and, and make money in this in this NIL. Do you think that's something that's happening or or am I overthinking this thing or thinking the right way and people are just taking the money? What, what do you think it is? Man, that's a good question. I think of it twofold. The reason why is this is we talked about this in a couple of shows ago that guys can go anywhere in the country and get on TV. Guys right. can go anywhere in the country and get paid that NIL money. But you go to some of the Blue Bloods, like you mentioned with Texas, or you can go to LSU, or you can go to Notre Dame, or you can go to right. Alabama. And then all of a sudden, I mean, look at Joe Burrow, right? Like Joe Burrow yeah. did absolutely nothing in college. And then all of a sudden he goes to LSU and he lights the world on fire. But yeah. you go back to Sarkeesian. Don't forget the last year that Sarkeesian was at Alabama and he was the offensive coordinator. Alabama right. averaged 49.7 points per game. Well, that being said, though, don't forget, Mac Jones is the quarterback. Najee Harris is in the backfield. And oh, by the way, you had Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle on the outside with John Mechie. And that's why you're scoring 50 points per game. So for me, I feel like, and we're going to get into this with Florida State, but I feel like when you go into environments like Duke is right now, if you're Malik Murphy, what's the one thing we know about Duke this season? Maybe they were okay offensively. They certainly improved their numbers, but they were fantastic on the defensive side of the football. And he gained valuable experience, not only to be one of the guys at Texas, but to be a type A leader of that team. And he was for a couple of weeks when yours went down. So I think he takes that and he brings it to Duke. I think it brings a totally different dimension to that program that's eyeing not only an ACC title, but obviously to get themselves into a college football playoff format. Well, you think about Duke in this way, too. You know, they lost a great, a, good, a really good quarterback that was becoming a great quarterback. They had guys. They had a running back. They had the receivers. They had they had some players in place. They were strong up front. You know, Elko didn't leave the cover bare. You know, he'd be, you know, like some other places, right? Like you walking into AM right now, you're like, man, <laughs> you know, we got some work to do. <laughs> they ain't leave nothing. They ain't leave yeah. no kitchen sink. They didn't yeah. leave no refrigerator. They didn't leave no there's just nothing. Okay. You got a lot of work to do there. So Elko, what he left was pretty good, you know, and I and I don't know that he's going to take from Duke, right, because of the jump to the SEC. And I'm not saying he doesn't have SEC type players. I'm talking about the distance and everything else. You yeah. don't just go to Duke, you know, just for football, right? You don't go. To, you shouldn't go to any school. But if you're going to Duke, I mean, your high level academic is very important to you, and the Duke culture is important to you. So I don't know that he's going to take from there, you know, but. If I'm Murphy coming in, I'm like, man, let me look and see what we got around here. And he's going to bring some guys because they did have a great quarterback. So, you know, they were going to lose more than gain if they wouldn't have gotten Murphy. So great job, you know, on you know by Manny and his, and his staff, you know, and just starting out and being able to sell that. As soon as you step on campus is what we're talking about when we're talking about Manny and his recruiting uh, prowess and skills, you know, as far as that's concerned. Um, that was never my worry. I put on Twitter, I was like, yeah, I don't know, because recruiting is never the problem with Manny. It was always, you know, game stuff, you know what I mean? And, like, making sure. But, you know, coaches progress, you know, because I look at his history at, at, at Miami and everywhere else he's been, you know, he's always been like seven, and like you reminded me, he's always been seven and six, somewhere in that range, but you reminded me, is that good enough at Duke right now? And can he go ahead and have a, 
you know, eight and four season or nine and four season and move forward. So I don't think I think I think they, they you know, maybe Duke made the right decision now that Miles Murphy, because it is about the quarterback is involved. Yeah, it's it's a fa- fantastic element for Duke to now get with Murphy coming in. And for all intents and purposes, we're talking about college football here, but when was the last time Duke made any kind of splash when it came to a transfer, when it came <laughs> to anyone notable coming in? That's no disrespect to the program. No, but you're right. It's a, it's a basketball program. I mean, you can see the same thing almost for North Carolina, but they've obviously evolved their football program now that Mac Brown's there. So you, you think about these types of programs and where they're at, yeah, maybe they need to spend a little bit of money in the NIL to get some of these guys over. But right. if you got the cash, you might as well spend it. And now we know, obviously, what the importance is of getting a signal caller that can control a game because with the expansion of the college football playoff now coming on the horizon, that's buku bucks for these universities and obviously the conferences. And with that being said, I, I thought it was it was interesting earlier this week Florida State players were talking about what happens if they face Georgia and they go undefeated. And many of the guys feel like, hey, if we do finish this season undefeated, we should be the national champions. This kind of reminds me of a decade ago with LSU and USC. But it's it's fascinating to look at. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they have running count right now is 19 guys that are out. But, you know, the AP is going to have. They're going to win. They're yeah. going to win. You know what's going to happen? FSU is going to win the game, right? And they should have a parade. And they should have the whole thing, man, and, and, and order the rings and go, we are national champions. champions. It's happened before. Yeah. It's happened several times before. You know, and put the banner up and put it up in the stadium and do the whole thing, right? Do it better than anyone else that, 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 that supposedly says they won the championship because, honestly, if they beat Georgia, I don't care. It, we we worry about the, the players that left. Worry about the players that are there. Okay? If, if they, they lost players, George lost players. Okay, let's go to the game right now. Let's play for this 60 minute because it should be decided on the field. We would be happy with Georgia and Georgia and Florida State, right? Playing for a national championship in most years, right? We just say, hey, that's a great game. It will yeah. be a great game. But, you know, people try to lessen that game. But I'm going to watch that game in hopes that Florida State wins that game so I can say, hey, Florida State National Champions. I'm going to post it on Twitter. I'm just going to say it, okay? Nobody may listen, McGass, man. You might think, oh, man, don't do it. Look, if, if, if Florida State wins that game, they're the National Champions. I feel like where we're at with Florida State and Georgia right now is almost – it rivals – it rivals certain bowl games. In fact, it makes me think about a couple of weeks ago in the NFL of Kansas City taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Like you open the game up, right? And you watch it and you feel like, I'm gonna watch this game until it becomes a boat race. And then all of a sudden the Raiders <laughs> start hanging around and hanging around and hanging around. And then all of a sudden the first quarter ends. You get to the second quarter, and you're like, you know what? Like the Raiders are giving these guys a run for their money. This almost reminds me. Of Cincinnati and Kansas City in the AFC Championship right. game a few years ago, where Kansas City had a wide margin at the end of the first half, and then all of a sudden got blanked in the, in the second right. half, and the, and the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. I, this is the type of game for me where it feels like if Florida State can hang around or play with the advantage, do Georgia players just you know do they fold up? Do they just not that they're going to give up, but I feel like 
you're getting certain guys that aren't giving their best effort. They're thinking about something else. So they're just not fully engaged because the reality is, is we've seen that in bowl games, right. not only just this year, but in years past. And you can't, you can't obviously put that on anyone in particular, but certain guys have something to play for. Other guys do not. But for Florida state, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Hat in hand. I mean, if you run the table in the power five conference and you're not invited to the party, I'd be throwing my own party. I, I don't could yeah. not give a rip. And it's, it's great because we sensed it prior to Christmas Eve, but now the board of trustees have gotten involved. The attorneys have yeah. gotten involved, and you mentioned this too, but now they're looking to ditch the ACC, Florida State is, and for a good cause. They don't feel like they've had the best interest of the program delivered by the ACC with these television contracts and whatnot. And i got to be frank with you. There's nothing against Florida State going the Notre Dame route. Right? right, like you have your rivalry games that you want to play. You play some scrubs if you need to to open up the season, and then you kind of dabble anywhere else in the country, West Coast, the Midwest, wasn't the Florida State independent at one time? Yeah, you know, I mean, why yeah. can't they go back to that? And here's my problem, though: when the ACC tries to charge them five hundred twenty-two million dollars to leave, do you know? I, you know, what bothers me about that because you do the same thing to coaches who sign these yeah. little contracts and on the side they got the you know they go hey if you go anywhere else we charge you this to recover yeah. our our thing right so right. i get it when it recovers the loss of a team like florida state but 522 million dollars right that's punitive that's saying you're going nowhere and 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 this tv contract which you know i don't understand why they're shooting their own themselves in the foot as far as that but i think the acc was mad at florida state because florida state considered it Right. And I think that SEC was mad at Florida State because they didn't do it. Right. Yeah. And now the, yeah. and now Florida State's like, you know what? Why are we with the ACC? Which, you know, I believe in it. ACC has been around forever. Yeah. Come on, guys. Couldn't we get this thing along? It just reminds me of all the things happened with Texas. Right. You know, but but Florida State didn't act like Texas with the TV contracts and all the kind of stuff. Texas walked in and said, all you other guys, you know, you know, in the big eight or whatever it was at the time, y'all just do whatever. You know, we're the we're the show in town. Right. Florida State tried to get along. They tried to make sure everybody was taken care of and, you know, working with Clemson. And I wonder that gas man. And I think about it. Clemson sitting back here watching the fight. Right. Like, eh, what are we going to do? Yeah. This is a hard time, and and it's a shame, you know, because this is this is these are, this is one of the historic conferences, you know. Right now, they're they're on the ropes, you know, and we're yeah. trying to figure this thing out. But man, yeah, this, it's, it's college football to come to this, man. I mean, stay in your conference, work this thing, and it's all coming back to money, not players, not the game. It's coming back to the money, the dollars that are spent, and I get it to a certain extent. You know, to a certain extent, I get it. And I think we passed, we crossed that line. Yeah, it's a giant co-op. But you feel like in this instance, and, and to echo your point, it's not like Florida State is dominating in college football, college basketball, college baseball, and then some of the other Olympic sports, right? Like you got good distribution with North Carolina, with Duke, with Miami, you know, Louisville. Like you have these other ACC teams, Clemson included, obviously, so it's good distribution around the conference, and particularly when you mentioned football, these other programs have been involved in either like the, the, 
the college football playoff, you know, the the prior obviously formats you might have, or just the national title contention. They've had those kind of conversations, right? So it's not like where Florida State is just the top dog, where you feel like in other conferences, that's it. Like if you remove Michigan and Ohio State from the Big Ten, like what do you have? Right. You have the unwatchable product, at least when it comes right. to football. So with with this being said, I think you want to put, if you are Florida State, I think you want to put everyone's feet to the fire and say, hey, we didn't just get your best effort. We didn't get anything from you guys. And mm-hmm. reality is, again, we, we can beat this horse until it continues to die, but it's already dead. But there's no reason why a Power 5 conference team that's undefeated, despite the fact that they've been hammered with injuries, shouldn't be playing in the college football playoff. Right. I, I don't care. You know, I understand Alabama it has one loss. I understand Alabama's in the SEC. I understand ESPN has a contract with the SEC that's coming up next year. I understand those different elements, but the reality is you got to give these teams th- their due, and Florida State yeah. did not get it. And it's like these contract years are aligning with the political thing, man. It, this is this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Yes, man. This is you don't get you can't tell me it doesn't have one doesn't have to do with another. I'm just yeah. telling you right now. It's just it's it's amazing to watch. And we and we ne- we always forget, and I was reminded of this, even when I was at Florida State, it's about TV markets. Yeah. You know, and you think about how these conferences are aligned. You know, you know, there's some big schools. Maryland's a big school because of the TV market. Boston yeah. College, because of the TV market. And yeah. these SCC schools. You don't know who they're after, you know, because they get in those markets, you know. So I think getting down in Florida, right, is something that, you know, other than Florida, they got Florida and they got Florida State. Yeah. I mean, now, how do you stop it? You got West Coast and you got got Midwest, you know, what do they don't have? They don't have the North, the Northeast. So this this is this is, uh, you know, unprecedented, I think, as far as what everyone is after. You know, in these different uh, conference battles, and what teams are they picking to be in conference with, and how the TV is working with the, you know, with the dollars of things. So I know we got off on a tangent, but during bowl season, we better consider these things because they're they're times are changing, right? And they're changing fast. Right, they're gonna change in the next three months. You know, we're gonna have a new look of the ACC, or somebody has to work on this 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 whole system and how it's working out. So I don't know. Does the NCAA step in guys, man? Does the government step in, step in, you know, do we step in and say, this is enough. Let's just all come, come down here. You know, Joe Biden's a football guy. Everybody show up (laughs) in the white house, get, get, get some, you know, let's watch the super bowl. Let's just get all the, the, the SEC and the ACC and all these people together. Right. You know, they did this 118 years ago, you know, yeah. And, and sat down and, and decided on having the NCAA. Why don't they sit down and decide on a model that works, that, does, that, that you know, improves players and also gets money divvied out to the right people, you know? Yeah. It's, I think it's about that time. Yeah, it is. It feels like it but when you have so many people that are involved and everyone has their hand out or someone else is in your pocket, you know, then it just becomes totally different. And the, at the end of the day, who's the winner? The attorneys are right. <laughs> the ones they always going to win. You know, they're always taking that that good chunk of change, and they're getting paid no matter what. So, yeah, it, it's unfortunate, but you know, we're, we're going to see obviously at the turn of the year what's going to happen with the college football playoff. And you know, it, it could be an instance where Alabama wins another national title. You know, or at least they're playing the national championship game. So, it, it's it's one of those things where we have the ability to play Monday morning quarterback. 
Unfortunately, no right. pun intended, but Florida State has not one, but two quarterbacks that are out. So it, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for the players. It's unfortunate yeah. for the coaching staff. And then, yeah, on top of that, for the ACC, but we've had other commissioners from other conferences during the final weeks of the regular season kind of make their case to the general public and to the media and to those media executives and to the committees about why they feel like their team and their conference should be playing in the college football playoff. And I didn't get a sense of that at all from the ACC. So sometimes no. you have to be your own best advocate. And we didn't see it for Florida State, unfortunately for them. And that's why they're you know threatening to leave Dodge and get out of the ACC entirely. So, Jay, we got a lot to chew on once we turn the calendar to 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little nervous about it. We can talk about New Year's resolutions and uh, – some of the things we're going to stay away from once we Can get I say back. one thing? Sure, of course. My only I've already started my resolution and I'm going to get cut up like coleslaw. <laughs> I'm going to get cut up like coleslaw, <laughs> gas man. When you see me, you can see like 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 I'm first of all I'm going to have a line in my chest and I'm going to have a tank top on because I'm going to have a line in my chest It's like, you know, got extra lines, okay? So it'll be swole. Okay? Nice. I mean like not swole like down here around my my around my waist, okay? All right. I'm just telling you this I'm gonna I'm gonna write the list down. I'll make sure I get it to you, you know. But you go see in this podcast next. You know my traps and everything. You be like, can you widen the lens on this thing? You know, you're gonna have to. You know, you're gonna have me do some different things with my camera angles. Okay, dude, just, at the just seams. Saying. Are you doing like push-ups before the show or air no, squats what, or lunges? I can't tell you. Like I can't tell you right now. It's secret. And I'm gonna hand you the book. You know, you do whatever you want to with it. You know what I'm saying? But but I'm telling you right now, plans are in the making. That's all Fair I'm telling. Enough. Fair enough. Well, the resolutions for me, I I think, are are around the corner. Um, I'll uh, I'll open up the envelope once we turn to 2024 and we can can chat about that. I'm going to execute them first. But, uh, Jay, great to see you. Obviously, great to catch up. And uh, we're going to do this again here in 2024. But for Jay Graham, I'm David Gascon. Thanks for watching Believe Inside the ACC. And we'll catch you again next week. But Happy New Year to all of you.